This is News Talk 980 CKNW. It was June 17th, 1972. Police called to Watergate in the early hours. Five men arrested attempting to break into the complex. You likely know how the story unfolds from there. Many, many years ago. Well, joining me today to talk about this anniversary and uh, what we have learned from Watergate is Paul Quirk, Phil Lind, Chair in U.S. Politics and Representation at the Department of Political Science at UBC. Paul, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Jill. Uh, 45 years. Seems like yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) It it certainly does. And maybe that's just uh, the political climate today. There has been more talk of it. Uh, But what do you think is the biggest lesson, perhaps, learned from Watergate? Well, uh, actually, an interesting point is that people, after uh, Nixon resigned, uh, often said that uh, the the big lesson was that the system worked. The, The Nixon administration and Nixon himself was involved in a good deal of uh, criminality, uh, and uh, he uh, did ultimately become uh, so uh, much on the brink of impeachment that he uh, resigned, and so there was some celebrating about how the system worked, but an- another view of it was that the system got lucky, uh, and that's because uh, Nixon had been taping uh, uh, many, his, most of his, all of his conversations in the White House and ultimately that was discovered and tapes he was forced to reveal uh, tapes uh, that indicated very clearly that he had been involved in trying to cover up uh, the uh, president's involvement uh, the the campaign's involvement in this break in uh if it weren't for those tapes and they're being revealed uh it would have been uh, nixon's word against uh, john dean his his uh, his uh, White House counsel, who had testified uh, to the cover-up, uh, but based entirely on his memory. And it's not totally clear how things would have come out. So uh, I always thought that the system got lucky was the big lesson. Uh, and also, um, we know about uh, the source, uh, Deep Throat, and the role that Deep Throat played in the whole uh, unraveling of this. Yes, uh the uh, Deep Throat uh, turned out to be the associate director of the uh, FBI, uh, a man named Mark, Mark Felt. Uh, that was, uh, Deep Throat was the code name that the two uh, journalists who were, were the primary early investigators uh, used for him, and he was leaking uh, information to them, which uh, helped them to realize that there was something worth investigating on this in the first place. Uh, and then helped them along the way in, in their uh, investigation. So that's something that might be, uh, there, there might be a, a contemporary a deep throat as well. We don't know that. Uh, well, well, and even when you were mentioning, too, about the, the issue of tapes in the White House and what Nixon recorded, uh, here we are 45 years later, and there is still much conversation about uh, possibly uh, the recordings of conversations in the White House. That's right. Uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, made a kind of a threatening statement uh, uh, to, uh, by tweet uh, d- uh, directed at the uh, former FBI director, James Comey, uh, saying that he better be careful what he says in public because there might be tapes. Uh, I think, the, the, well, the uh, Secret Service has said that there are not such tapes. And Trump's saying that there might be, I don't think, uh, creates a huge probability that there is. 
but it is a possibility that that will be a, f- a factor in uh, the subsequent investigation. There will now, there clearly is now an investigation by a special counsel, and uh, that uh, Robert Mueller and he will have access to White House tapes if they exist, if they haven't been destroyed. Mm. Uh, looking looking at it as well, uh, referring to it, uh, many would refer to it as the worst scandal in American history. Uh, whether or not it was the system working or, or like you said, the system getting lucky, uh, do you think it did, did create change or at least send the message to politicians that you can't get away with things that perhaps uh, you think you can? Uh, I, I think that's uh, right. Uh, and the... Uh, another another reading on on in this, I think, is, and I think we've we've seen this from other cases in, as well as including the Iran Contra uh, scandal. Uh, it it seems like in these in scandals, uh, it all comes out eventually. That is the the uh, maybe the, maybe you get lucky eventually in almost all of these in all of these cases. So most politicians, I think, are very cautious and they assume that anything that they do can ultimately be discovered uh, the uh, the case of the the trump uh, campaign and their involvement with russians may or may not be something uh, different from that that is they may have been quite reckless in in uh, in committing uh, acts that involved collaboration with russians that would be uh, Quite a departure from the from the caution that you're talking about, uh, but on the other hand, they may not have. At this point, we're not aware of any actual uh, evidence of uh, real collusion between the Trump campaign and the, the Russians in interfering with the election. And it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they didn't uh, collaborate. Uh, and, and what about the role of media when we look at uh, Woodward and Bernstein? And at the time, really, the only two who were paying attention, who who did follow the money. A much different climate now. Much uh, more attacks against the media treated differently. What do you What do you see there between what happened forty five years ago and today? Yeah. That, uh, well, the uh, uh, Nixon uh, people attempted to attack the uh, Washington Post and other media when they got involved in that campaign much as the uh, as the Trump uh, Trump and his supporters do uh, now uh, the the difference I think is that uh, Trump has been attacking the media on every matter that it discusses uh, that's negative about him for the whole period of his involvement in the campaign, the public is far more polarized, and there is now a large segment of the U.S. public that uh, is fully invested in his view of the of the media. The Nixon, when Nixon uh, claimed that the media reporting was biased or unfair or misleading, not very many people took it seriously. In the United States today, there's a significant segment, certainly a minority of the public, but a significant segment that that believes him fully about it. 
All right. Uh, Paul Cork, we'll have to leave it there, but thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Joe. That is uh, Paul Cork. He is the Phil Lind Chair in U.S. Politics and Representation at the Department of Political Science at UBC. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, it was a windy night in the Okanagan. Residents there still trying to clean up and holding their fingers crossed in the fingers crossed position that there will be no more flooding. We'll get a quick update on the situation there. Stick with us here on CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.